0: The facts that will be presented are true. Here we go! We Talk Names! Here it comes! Yeah! We Talk Names!
1: Come nice. on! We Talk Names! Go! I say that because he is Bigfoot.
2: Oh. Young and fresh, here we go. Welcome to We Talk Games. I am Wiggly, Wiggly Check, Mr. Check if you're nasty. The date is July 29th, 2009, nine 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 nine. nine turn Me On Dead Man, 2019. We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, episode 2,210, and the premiere of We Talk Cinema, episode... Zero, 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 0001 or season 00, zero episode zero, 00, but then also the one episode zero, 01 because the first and then uh Wet guy Flip is forcing me to say this all new material consisting of 100% polyester fibers uh. under penalty of law, this tag not to be removed except by the consumer. Alright. Gotcha. Yeah. So let's get Kyle on the line. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, Kyle, it's great to hear from you again. We're yeah, it's together. great to be here. The dynamic duo together once again. I don't know if you noticed, but I, I released a horribly sounding Wiggly's book club and Did it was the first time since we both have our own Patreons now. It was the first yeah. time that I was I was gonna do the, the rope trick. And okay. a lot of people think that because it was an audio-only program that I really wasn't doing it in Sloppy Joes. But I actually was. So for the first time, I was going to be able to do the rope trick. And uh, the rope fell out of my pocket upstairs when I was recording the beginning of the show. And uh, when I went to grab it during the middle of the reading, I, I, I had no rope <laughs> So that happened. So before we go, yeah. I don't know, why don't we save it for the end? Sure. Yeah. Save begging for money for the end. So today we're talking about a movie.
0: We're oh, talking about we? the
2: Harry Potter. The Harry Potter. Oh, boy. Now we're going to talk about something I watched this morning. I was having breakfast, which was mm-hmm. uh, consists of a drink. What kind of drink? It's called I Drink My Drink. Oh, okay. It's an official title. And I thought, uh, I'm going to watch... 2003 Hulk. This was my first DV-9. Is that what they used to call it? DV-9 or DV-5 or DV-9? I don't bother looking I remember DivX. Up. Well, sure. Sure, sure, sure. But when you used to buy the bootlegs from overseas, they right. started coming out with DV-9, which was
1: from, high quality. Uh, from the secret Asian man at the bar? Yes. Secret... Yeah. Asian man secret. That's what we used to sing when he came into the bar. Did you? Uh, Yeah, my wife and I used to go to happy hour before we were married, and uh, this guy would snake in, and he wouldn't say a word to you. He'd just approach you and show you a duffel bag filled with bootleg (laughs) movies. So when he'd walk in, I would go, secret Asian man, secret Asian man. And we would buy like 30 or 40 bootleg DVDs off of them in a clip. Yeah, I hear you.
2: So uh, at first they would he uh, it was the Chung specials we also called them because that was where we got our PS one games and stuff yeah and then he went jail- to jail for credit card oh, fraud no. yeah oh credit boy so we had to wait until he got back out with his DV nines I think they're called DV who the fuck cares initially they were MPEG ones so you oh, would, you know you get your <laughs> CDI gizmos from him and they were piss poor quality until MPEG sure. two came out. And then those DVDs were... In fact, well, hell, when I started music, to burn a CD in a studio cost you 30 bucks. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so fuck it. So uh, I decided I'm going to watch The Hawk... The Incredible Hawk, man.
1: Mm.
2: This is the Ang Lee Hulk. This is the Ang Lee Hulk. Uh, I've talked about it before. I've talked about a lot of Marvel superhero movies before. And let me first start with everything I hate about Marvel movies and why this is important to release it in the We Talk Games feed. Why release it in the We Talk Games feed? Because every time that we review anything, (laughs) somehow (laughs) a new Marvel movie pops up or the DC Universe or something. Oh, boy. Where they... You ain't kidding, brother. Every six months <laughs> is one of these things coming out. I can't keep up. And you know, if you invest in stock, if that company doesn't have a, a hand in a license, a Marvel license, your stock is worthless. Uh, yeah, I put all my money into Charleston Comics and <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I did, uh, you know, I had, this is great talk as well. I had a lot in Lionsgate and Lionsgate B. Okay. And, yeah. you know, those are the Hunger Games people. Those are the John Wicks. Well, or Hellboy John too, Dicks. right? <laughs> Maybe. And not only yeah. that, but the new Hellboy. <laughs> so there's that. Is that a review on the show? That's the review of that. That was an onomatopoeia review. <laughs> <laughs> My review of the new Hellboy. Probably only because it was all mixed up. It could have been very good if it wasn't so mixed up in the wrong I didn't things know were in it the, came the wrong out. order. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of people didn't. But if you go back to the Rob Schneider version
0: mm-hmm.
1: What's his name?
2: You know, Hell's Angels.
1: Ron Perlman. That's it. Yeah.
2: We don't want Rob Schneider. That would be
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I do want Rob if, Schneider. If
2: this last Hellboy was made with Rob Schneider, maybe yeah. I would
1: <laughs> Good lord! That could so, be like you could bring it into the Deuce Bigelow canon somehow.
2: <laughs> Great franchise, and Pat Pat could be there. The, the house that Pat bought. I always think about that. I always think about. Um, it's Pat. Yeah, it's Pat. But I always think yeah, of that I actress. Play
1: so well today.
2: It's, it, who cares about it today? Right. But Julia Sweeney, she's a she's a mm-hmm. big outspoken atheist, so she used to go around the uh, country and talk about atheism and stuff like that and so mm-hmm. humanism and stuff and she also she would right. say about the house that Pat built. That's always what she would say because she had a she really? had a pretty very very nice house, you know. I mean, it's not a it's not the mansion that some people would have, but I mean it was like johnny carson style house and she always called it the house that pat built because she had that one movie you know yes i remember yeah so let's talk about the ang lee thing and maybe i'll get into how i feel about it now how i felt about it then let me talk about how i felt about it then i think that would be a good deal I specifically searched out for the Hulk 2003, not just because I had the cover in my mind of my DV9. That was the other thing with DV9s. <laughs> that they would print the uh, CD art on the CDs, and it would also come in a thick plastic foldable cover, but it had the actual DVD cover art on the in the sleeve. I think I only have the cover left because I used the actual DVD to make some type of uh, 3d coaster
1: or something
2: (laughs) well no the 3d prism that you could put on your uh uh, on your iphone make it look like a a holograph yeah so i wanted to get into that and i wanted to give it a second chance because angley made it i don't like the new things me not oh, no, liking you, new you're things. Not, you're not a fan. Yeah. Me not liking new things. I mean, before before video, video games, games I was a you were pinball, right? Yeah. Me not, and Don't me yell at me if I things. stepped on your joke. Now it's okay. No, I like it. <laughs> uh, you know, if you know the canon, sing along. Because of how everything was remade, and I've talked about this before, that the Ang Lee Hulk, even compared to the TV Hulk with Bixby, and and listen, right. I absolutely adore Bixby. But if you read about him not wanting to do this until he Mm -hmm. read the script and there would only be two green outs per episode. He wanted the Hulk to be red because (laughs) red is anger, you know, and green is envy. So he was like, I'm going to have
1: to ask Bixby to wait in the truck on that one.
2: (laughs) Another tie in, another, another throwback there, friends. That's another great thing about talking to you again is because I have been talking to all these other people and Holy shit, have they been going off the rails? Normally, I'm the guy going off the rails, and they really took me into places I did not want to be. <laughs> Great interview with Jason Rohr, by the way. Oh, really? You didn't comment on it at all? I liked it a lot. You like uh,
1: talking him as about. A guest? <laughs> do- the way doors open? Yes, I do. I- I'm not even being facetious or funny. Like, I. I really dig you know, uh, video Jason Roar's uh, game philosophy, or the way he oh, thinks yeah. about things. Oh He's yeah, a very too. interesting
2: cat. We got into copyright, and we
1: got into oh, you got into the weeds. Doors
2: opening, and we got into you, were into the weeds. Uh, you know, what reasonable force versus you know unreasonable right. force to kill someone? Hey, um, if you want to listen to the, uh,
1: the history of fucking Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. There's a million ways. <laughs> To hear and view about that, but if you want to hear about the philosophies of criminal justice and how it's applicable to video game design, you're only going to find it in this feed. You're only going to find it when we talk games. That's right. So I always mentioned
2: about how even with the television Hulk, the Bixby Hulk, yeah. and, Hulk, and um and the new Hulk, Hulk
1: Hogan, sorry, Hulk. Hulk tear down the cockpit door.
2: Yeah, Incredible Hulk Hogan. They would be royal. These I don't know probably still they paying pay royalties, royalties for that nah. no they did did they really yeah 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 so even though kirby did kirby get his cut no stan lee ah uh, yeah boy yeah well i should say Stanley's daughter now right gotta dig him up to give him any more money and you gotta dig up uh, bixby too oh my god he, he directed Blossom. I remember being on stage with Trapdoor. Here I go. <laughs> and I remember when Bixby was sick in the hospital and we did dedicated a show to him. We started the show with um, one of his speeches from The Magician. And we have okay. one of those type of speeches from The Magician in here from Nick Nolte. In fact, Nick Nolte gives this far out speech that's right from the label of Dr. Bronner's Pure Castile soap. If you ever read <laughs> the label of one of those yes. things, that was the speech that Nick Nolte gave. Except he was, you know, spit was coming out of his mouth. I'm going to so, be uh, completely
1: honest about the 2003 Hulk. Yes, Hulk. I have not seen it since probably 2003. What I remember of it is a baby face Hulk, yes. CGI Hulk. That yes, a baby very face. baby. I remember face. dogs. Yes. Um, okay. Like big mutant dogs and Jennifer Connelly, or was she oh, yeah. in the Edward Norton one?
2: No, no. Gen- I don't no, forget. It was Jennifer uh, Connelly? No, who does? She was a very different Jennifer Connelly when we saw her in this 2003 Hulk. She had lost a lot of weight, uh, but the nose was there, the the eyebrows, the beauty. Just a beauty, like shocking, you know. Yeah, shocking.
1: She can make bad movies good. She I can mean, rocketeer. Uh, an example, rocketeer, exactly. <laughs> rocketeer concept is awesome.
2: Some of the yes. parts of that Execution, movie, mm, some of the parts happened. of that movie are unbelievable. When they test out the the rocket, tying it to you know a hole in a cornfield, um, yeah, that's some great stuff going on there. And Rondo Hat and you know lookalike being the the. The crusher, the being the heavy in there, but what I would always say was so even in the I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Ed Norton movie mm-hmm. and the new Avenger uh, movies, it was always a Hulk David Bruce Banner or whatever the fuck they call him in the new ones. Mm-hmm. Instead of in the comic, he was actually Robert Bruce Banner, but everyone called him Bruce. And of course, don't let me down. Most. Right. Most of the people know that they didn't want Bruce in the TV show. Bixby didn't want it. Right. Or, no, one of the execs didn't want it because they thought it sounded too queer. That's right. Um, yeah. So they wanted him named uh, David. Oh, Jesus. Mm. What about that? Anyway. Yeah. There's no gay man named David, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. Definitely. I mean, Robert would have been fine, even even that. Bruce would have that been was actually, fine. Bruce would have been fine and Robert would have been fine because that's his fucking name. Right. That's not the reason why this is a good movie. (laughs) Reason that the reason that (laughs) it, it it has the thing is is I talk about all the new Marvel movies sucking the soul out of the characters. The reason, the driving force behind the characters, the very important parts of their oranges. They suck out all the oranges of the Marvel universe and the, and the Marvel characters when they did Captain America. Bucky might have been on there and might not have been. He
1: later came back as the, you know, the. Everybody, hey, before you send your fucking emails, just yeah. remember these are the views of Wiggly and Wiggly alone. I'm just here to listen to them. You are. You're my sounding. I, board. I may agree, but I'm not going to say that because I don't want to get
2: added on Twitter. <laughs> I don't even have Twitter anymore because uh, our Commander-in-Chief well, is on there. Yeah, commander in chief is and I on there. I don't here. need
1: bullshit over some crap Disney movies that come out every six months. <laughs> the Harry
2: Potter! The Harry Potter ride replaced the Jaws ride. Oh no, here comes Jaws. Oh no, oh boy, here comes Jaws. That was the last <laughs> time I went on Dude, I now went on oh, Jaws. Oh boy,
1: here comes Harry Potter. Oh, I better get my gun. <laughs>
2: When I was on the first Jaws, it was only at Universal Studios in California because it was the uh-huh. actual studio set. This is yes. back when you used to do six million dollar man shit. You'd go inside the one studio and you'd lift up a car. You know, you pick someone right, the out. Real of the real
1: studio tour,
2: exactly. And yeah. it was so sad because when we went on the tram ride, where oh no, it's Jaws supposed to come up and really would scare the people. They had to put the Loch Ness monster squirting water at you because <laughs> the real Bruce. Speaking about Bruce, Bruce was the shark. He was. On a set of uh, that great movie, Jaws 2, mm-hmm. Electric Pika- Booga Poo. Yeah. yeah. Puga- Pikachu, I Choose You, too. But in this movie, the Bruce Banner and what would lead to very important parts of the Hulk comic throughout his, his running career was that. Bruce Banner saved... It wasn't Rick Jones. Unfortunately, it was some, I don't know, Henry Schmagle shits. Bruce Banner jumped in the way of the gamma explosion and saved somebody. we
1: talking the, about the comic or we're talking about 2003 movie?
2: 2003 movie and the comic. Okay. Whereas right, every right. iteration of it after, even the TV show, you know, he's just trying to fix... His cancer, or you know he right. wants to grow another leg, his dick's too small, whatever Lorraine Bobbit I don't know what happens I don't think those things <laughs> happen. <laughs> they might have happened they might yeah. have. because because the Hammana Hammana Ed Norton Hulk yeah. just recap the entire um uh, television program opening in the opening credit opening rolls credit. Yeah. which i loved for that i complimented for that but you're right. I, you're not the only one that only saw this movie in 2003 because that's the last time i saw it and if mm-hmm. i'm talking fast it's because i said we're doing a hard cut for you at 20
0: right that's so okay. i got two I got minutes
2: time. i got two minutes to do my entire <laughs> review uh, so this one i always gave credit that this was the only hulk where he actually saved somebody. What didn't uh-huh. I like about this movie? You already named one of the parts, and I think that you can name another. There's three things that I hated about this movie, and I would always complain about. You Is named this the one movie
1: with abomination. Abomination. No, was that was movie? the
2: humming, humana oh. Ed Norton.
1: See, I, I, I hated the abomination.
2: You always said he fights a cloud.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like Because sure. he fights
2: a cloud, and that's what happens in the end. In the yeah. fourth act, I never complained about the fourth act until now, and I'm going to talk about how the third act I would have allowed for the f- fighting fucking dogs, which I hate, which was <laughs> what was wrong with Hellboy 1 with, yeah. uh, with Rob Schneider, evidently. <laughs> Hellboy 1, you know, he fights a bunch of fucking dogs. I hate that this one hulk fights a bunch of fucking dogs now they're mutated but one's a poodle and maybe that's funny to somebody because you know what's more unthreatening than a poodle you know so that's kind of cool that
1: would work in a rob schneider Hulk movie. (laughs) that's the type of joke that they would try to fly a rob schneider vehicle
2: um those were the three things oh and the third thing was that i hate it that the Hulk was fifteen foot tall, then sixteen foot tall, and he right. kept I do getting bigger this. and bigger and bigger. And that's there because there was something
1: about um, films at the time where proportion and perspective was out the window; like it, it would <laughs> fluctuate. Because I'm I'm thinking back to this movie. I'm also thinking to Godzilla 2000 with Matthew Broderick, Oh my and Ferris God. Bueller. Yes, that yes. Godzilla lizard changed sizes at least four or five times throughout the film and I I believe Hulk did the same thing in this movie
2: I remember at the time now this could all be wrong but like I said I only saw it back in 2003 as well until this morning right? this was Ang Lee's psychology he wanted to get in his psychology of the Hulk and uh, and he did with the mind stuff but he also wanted to reflect that in the size of the Hulk so So the the more, more angry he got the
1: more he was the bigger he got
2: yeah that type of thing Uh Yeah, that type of thing. At least that's what I remember. Uh, You know, it's hard to get past the Jennifer Connelly stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She is so beautiful and so weird, and she's married to a really old man, and that's why I think I have a shot. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about the movie. And the big deal I remember at the time was going to be that Lou Ferrigno was going to be in the movie. He's going to make a guest star. Guest right. appearance. So he does. He's in the one-minute segment where Stan Lee ruins every one of the Marvel live-action movies. <laughs> <laughs> Stan Lee comes out talking to Lou Ferrigno, who, of course, really can't hear him because, he, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it's late. It's late, everybody. But you know he wears hearing aids, and he has a hard time hearing. Is he dead? Might have to dig He's him
1: deaf. up. deaf. I know
2: that. Yeah, he is deaf. But he wore hearing aids, and that's why like, they didn't have the Hulk talk and it was, a, it was a lion roaring and I think maybe Ferrigno did do some of the growling and they just slowed it down or no you know what remember I talked about the announcer for that was Lurch yes so I, did, I really can't remember on the TV show I really can't remember who did the, the growls and stuff like that
1: I thought matter. it was a gorilla noise but I could be wrong about that too I think it was like a
2: mix of everything yeah. A mix of Lurch and Ferrigno and a, and, a, and a gorilla and a lion.
1: Love that series growing up. It was in syndication. I'm, I believe Hicks was showing it when I mean, was a kid. I
2: mean, Saved by an Angel, two green outs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Which actually yeah. Saved by the Angel was based on The Fugitive.
1: But dude, it, it, at our, like, especially for your era, but yes. for mine as well, oh, yeah. there weren't a lot of superhero anything. Yeah, you know, you, it was a big had, deal that if, Batman had an animated series. Yes, and that's when they started playing the '66 Batman again. Mm-hmm. And for you know a child of six, that's Batman. And a little you know, bit that's before just your as much time, Batman as Michael Keaton was Batman. <laughs> I think
2: a little bit before your time was the short-lived Spider-Man once. Yeah, I didn't of, see that s- growing yeah. up.
1: I mean, I, I have seen that since, but Good. that was not in the rotation when I was a kid.
2: Yeah, I recommend the Japanese Spider-Man very much because. He's not really Spider-Man and he drives a race car and somehow he gets into a giant robot and he gets his spider powers from a wizard that lives in a cave who's from another (laughs) planet, you know? So how can you go wrong with that? That is so different that I can love it, you know? Right. Uh, And he only has one web shooter because he couldn't afford to make the (laughs) other one. Uh, Or that guy died that made the first one. I don't know. So Farigno and uh, Stanley are in the beginning and they're complaining about um, being uh, the bodyguards for this uh, high tech place. That's not I, I don't think that's how it starts. It starts with baby Bruce Banner and his father is David. So he is Bruce in here, but his father's name is David and Bruce isn't even born yet in the beginning. But his father is David, so that's a toss to the original. They do a lot of tosses to the TV program. Hmm, Um, Interesting. Except David's working for the government. He's trying to weaponize the ability to uh, have the regenerative powers of like a lizard and a starfish and for some reason looks at jellyfish and how they glow and shit. I don't know why he'd want that for the military, but he wants to allow... Um, like they're using for 3D printers now. People want to be able to use 3D printers in the field so that they could send supplies to people out in the army and, you know, give them prosthetic legs and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not that far, but they do want to be able to build, like, parts for their Jeeps or their vehicles or, yeah, some, you know, some type of splints and other types of things like that. Right. So he's trying to do this uh, for the government, and a young... Major Ross. He might have been a Major then. He definitely wasn't Colonel Ross, or uh, I should say General Ross. I think he was Major Ross. Uh, I think, well, I I know he's Major Ross, I think. Okay. (laughs) And uh, so, you know, Major Ross is young then. He's working with uh, the mustachioed uh, guy that's supposed to be a young Nick Nolte. Sam Elliott is playing um, General Ross. Not as the young General Ross. (sighs) So anyway, uh, David is doing a lot of testing of this stuff and no human testing, no human testing, only poison that monkey. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and, you know, they show a Reese's monkey in there. Getting, and he's just getting, the getting, the gas. getting in the film. Oh, yeah. So, but so David is shooting up with this Wait, shit. Wait, Ross, monkeys. Are you sure you weren't watching <laughs> an episode of Friends? <laughs> Might have been. <laughs> So his old man is getting all this starfish lizard shit, this goop, shooting up into his veins and really not doing too much as far as I could tell. It's not even making him mad, you know. Uh, He's not even getting slightly perturbed. But he does get pissed off when Ross comes in and says, listen, we found your work and we found out that you were, you know, shooting this junk and uh, you're getting shut down. So David does get pissed off and he goes down and he's going to blow up the base with the gamma bomb. That's how that starts. So that's the now set up for that gamma Set up for that. Now they live on they live on the base as you would see like NASA astronauts, wives, and families living on the bases of these military bases when you right. watch, you know, like the right stuff and all that other type of things. Or military movies where people live on bases, but more so I think I see more people living on military bases in the astronaut shows from the astronauts in 66, 69. Mm-hmm. So David goes, you know, flooring at home in his Ford Pinto. Fortunately, he didn't get rear-ended or, you know, yeah. the movie would end it there with him blowing up in that. Uh, and he takes his wife. Oh, turn, by the way. Turn the fucking human torch. <laughs> right. <laughs> by the way, so when he's shooting up this junk, he goes home the one day and, uh-oh, what do you know? His wife is going to have a baby. So he passes along this junk into the baby, and every time little Brucie gets a boo-boo, he, you see like, these gray veins. He rubs a
1: jellyfish on it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> he gets his, his veins like turn gray underneath, and he heals really quickly and stuff like that. And and then his father's shooting him up with shit, too. Right. So the, this gamma bomb's going to go off in the background. It looks like a mushroom cloud, except it's green. Mm-hmm. And you could see it from the house they live in through the window but uh david takes his mom into the bedroom and they're having an argument little uh, one-year-old brucey is seeing all this happen and wondering what the fuck's going on and then you later find out that they were arguing about something and david comes out because he wants to kill bruce because he knows that shit's going to go sideways and mom's trying to stop him david falls on top of mom by accident and kills mom so that's what starts the nightmares and everything else and we find out that uh, that bruce is adopted because his pe- both of his parents are killed supposedly okay cut to years later bruce is still having nightmares and stuff and you know he's getting all sweaty and uh, his wet dreams make his gray veins start happening.
1: Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
2: I just made that part up. But he, now he's going to go to college. And, now, and then he, met, he meets uh, Betty Ross. And I love the fact that it was Betty Ross. I marked out as much as I did when I first saw the first Thor movie, which they completely blew into. They were trying to play the cello, and they were blowing into it. But in there, you had um, Jane Foster. Now, of course, Jane Foster was this paramedic instead of Thor's alter ego's nurse that was secretly in love with him but didn't want to tell him because he was a gimp. You know, it was all these horrible things in the 60s, you know? Uh, All this uh, not politically correct stuff. And, um, you know, oh, does he like my dress? (laughs) You know? And and here Betty Ross is uh, another... um, one of these...
1: Prestige, mm, damsel in distress. She's one
2: of these healing bio-gamma-radiation students as well with mm-hmm. Bruce. Bruce is interested in this, except now they were Talking about the biotechnology, but now they're also throwing in like nanites, but I think they're calling they call them nano or something. Oh,
1: of course. Um, Early two thousands. Nobody right. would shut up about nanotech. Yes. You remember that? Yes. Nanotech's the future.
2: So they're working on this stuff that they have to give a presentation to. From what I remember from this, they bring in Glenn Talbot, who wasn't Major Talbot in this movie, he was just Glenn Talbot, and he was sort of like a military contractor. So he was making the big bucks as a military contractor selling weapons to the military. So he's a big shot. He comes in, and of course, he's always trying to woo Betty, just like in the comics, except he also hates the Hulk, just like General Ross, Betty's father, starts to hate the Hulk when the Hulk shows up. Right, Bruce and uh, Betty are working together. They had evidently been together, but they broke up. Who cares? That doesn't really play into this. Maybe it did when the movie was twenty hours long before <laughs> Angley cut it down. <laughs> you know. Cut it down, yes. Yeah. So they're starting to work on this stuff and. They have to put on this presentation, so they're putting on this frog that has a cut on his back, and it's going well, it's going well. And all of a sudden, the frog starts having these bubbles all over and blows all to hell, which nice. I have the feeling that they really did put a frog in the microwave. No. I, I can't see how they would have done that back then.
1: that uh, 2003, really? I'd yeah. have to go back and look.
2: Oh. I hope uh, not. I hope uh, they didn't yeah. kill a frog for this movie. Yeah, they, they put him in a microwave. <laughs> Oh, boy. That poor stupid frog. And there's even a joke about, hey, we have the best frog (laughs) (laughs) blower-upper. Oh, boy. Um, So what happens is then... The technician, this kid who's not Rick Jones, goes into the room and they're working on shit. And then all of a sudden, the the gamma thing sprung a leak. Hey, look out. Get out of there, everybody. And Bruce pushes the kid to the side, puts a mask on his face and everything. And he's like, get out of there, kid. Get out of there. But the kid doesn't get out the door fast enough. So he stands in front of this, these two giant electrodes of the gamma Radiator or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he saves the kid and he God, absorbs goodness. all the radiation. But he doesn't turn into the Hulk right away, just like in the, in the regular one. He, he uh, he's in his in in the, his uh, hammock uh, in the hospital. Is that what they put you in a hammock? And Betty comes visit yeah, him. What and they a, do. <laughs> like that. And who cares? I don't want to go through the whole goddamn movie, but let's just put it this way: He hulks out, and when he hulks out, he's in the lab. I don't remember exactly what happens, but this CG is so crazy good for 2003 that I could not believe it. I could not believe how good this CG was. And you're right. I wasn't crazy about his chubby face. Yeah, But that's what the guy that was Banner looked like. Now, I know Jennifer Connelly. I know Sam Elliott. I know Nick Nolte. But if you ask me the guy that played the main character, uh, he was the Hulk, I guess. Right. (laughs) And let me tell you, this Hulk is green. He is green. How the fuck does he fit so well into these environments being so green? And now the green makes sense to me because... He had that jellyfish shit in him. He had that iridescence type of stuff in him. So having him that color green didn't bother me at all. In fact, I loved it. And he was even wearing his purple pants, except that he was 15 feet tall. And if he had purple pants on that he was wearing when he was little Bruce Banner, you'd be seeing his Hulk schlong, Um, no doubt about that, (laughs) swinging around when he's jumping. But he stumbles around like he's not used to his Hulk body, and he, you know, he goes through walls and he he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's chopping big lab in half. He's everything's going all over the place. He's knocking these giant machines over and throwing them out the wall and doing Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And it looked so good because they really spent the time to have. The shaders work on the shades. The skin people work on the layers of skin. So you had your translucent layers of skin on top of the the right. CG underneath, and they really had a fantastic grasp on the human body. This was more than motion capture. And as
1: so, you know, this movie gets bagged on now yeah. as one of the worst superhero movies. But at the time, because he fights, this, cause a, I he fights a cloud. Yeah, exactly. And that would that seemed to be a trope with a lot of the Marvel movies at the time, because I'm pretty sure that happened with the Fantastic Four sequel with Silver Surfer. <laughs> yeah. They, they were fighting a cloud as well in space. That, ego is a real person. Oh, no, but that was supposed to be, I think that was supposed to be Galactus. Galactus, yeah. yeah. This, the cloud was in the shape of Galactus. Anyway, we, we digress, mm-hmm. as, as usual. Mm-hmm. There was money put behind this Hulk movie. This was a big deal when it was coming out, because this was rolling off of the heat that the spider-man movies had generated mm-hmm. that being said it just didn't come together it didn't but, or but did it here's a problem we're talking
2: about an oranges movie so anytime Origin, you gotta go yeah. through an oranges you're gonna have these problems Origins. or yeah oranges right. Uh, right. Uh, orange you know the way that it starts in our or, orange oranges <laughs> oranges or as my friend that owned uh the uh, record store, he would say, yeah, I really love when they do the organs. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean, organs? And he, you know, when, <laughs> when he gets his power, uh, origin. I thought I didn't want to tell him it wasn't organ, you know? Right, the organ movie. So you didn't want to tell the president it's not origin oranges. So here we have the Hulk, and I'll tell you, Angley not only wasn't it motion captured as we would think of motion capture, every little thing on this Hulk was moving. Mm-hmm. And when he got dirt on him, it looked great because it was a dirty, bright green Hulk
1: done properly. Right. And um, I do remember the lime green bioluminescent skin.
2: Uh-huh. And when he gets shot by bullets, it's so awesome because They don't just bounce off of him. They make indentations and then like, just don't do anything. Right. So all these little puckers that are happening as they're shooting machine guns at him are just gorgeous. And I know that Ang Lee must have studied a lot about Olympic athletes because he's got the hammer throw in here. He's got the three hop long jump. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Because the one part, the Hulk does the three-step and then big, big, huge jump. And he does his Hulk jumps. And it's like, that is the comic. You know, that's the comic, yes. those Hulk yeah. jumps. So I was very happy about that. And I, and I really couldn't believe it. And once again, the Hulk is 15 foot tall. But I overcame that. And the reason that I overcame that is because not only was he just 15 foot tall, he was 8 to 10 feet wide. Now, whether Ang Lee wanted this to happen or not, in order for the Hulk to really be that strong, he would need to have a muscle size that's in proportion to the length of the muscle diagonally to the size of the bone and all these other dynamics that lead to, to strength. Now, he wouldn't have been that strong, but he would have been incredibly strong for the size of his muscle compared to the density of his bones and, you know, the length of all that stuff and all this other stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the problem. Like, we have Giant Man in the new movie. You know, Ant-Man becomes Giant Man. He, He would just fall over. He wouldn't be able to support himself under his weight. The reason that I forgave the Hulk is because not only because that would make him stronger, but he would have to be thicker everywhere... Uh In order for him to be able to walk around, just like a dinosaur. A dinosaur can walk around because it's got giant legs. It's got the mass. It's got the mass, and it's got the ability to support itself. It's got the skeletal structure, and it's got the muscles structure that's, you know, proportionate, like I said, about this X
1: Now, do you find that to be not the case with the new model of Hulk? Well, they made Hulk
2: big, but it didn't matter. It's not as real as this Hulk. This really? Hulk okay. is so real. I mean, go back and watch it and tell me if I'm wrong, because I could be. could be very wrong. But to, to my eyeballs, this Hulk looked great, except I, I, I wish they, you know, I don't know if he was really going for realism as to why he made him those dimensions or not, but that's right. what would work, and that's what the science of that made me forgive it. Now, it's still way sci-fi out of sci more than science but sure. it's more scientifically sound and the fact that they put in the stuff about you know the AGTA you know and, and the whole uh, sequence of um the DNA structure and stuff like that which Mm -hmm. actually made it into the death of the Incredible Hulk made for TV movie from the original TV series. They put that in here and they put the whole biology and they put the nanites and they, you know, made Why? He already was built for this shit to happen to him and now when this other explosion happened, this close proximity one with the nano meds or whatever that's what made him the Hulk and not Nick Nolte the Hulk so by the by Nick Nolte is now this um, old man janitor that all of a sudden shows up and Bruce doesn't know that that's his pop, nobody knows and he says that to Betty, that Betty says, "Where's uh, you know Frankie, the janitor, or whatever?" And he goes, "Frankie died. Uh, I'm the new janitor. I'll be here from now." So uh, probably he, he Nick Nolte killed him. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Killed that guy. Um, yes. Yeah. By the way, so Nick Nolte in the end becomes that cloud that we're all pissed off about. But at one right. point in the middle of the the movie, Nick Nolte starts uh, experimenting on himself, and he starts touching like metals and like this table... I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, he starts touching. He's experimenting. Uh, And someone else is in a room, and I guess he kills him. But he starts touching things, and his hand becomes that metal, or that iron. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is awesome! Okay, it's not Crusher Creed, or Crusher Creole. I think it was Crusher Creole, the absorbing man. Okay, it's not the absorbing man. They're going to make this, you know, old-ass broken oranges of the marvel to not have a crusher creole but a deadbeat old man uh, right deadbeat dad, old man janitor geneticist become the absorbing man. unfortunately that's not what happened but that would have been a great i would have marked out for that let's talk about the third act the third act is the big actually if the showdown with talbot against the hulk would be the third act or just part of the second act but at one point, uh, Talbot comes in and he's just choking Bruce Banner on the ground and Bruce says, you're starting to make me angry. He didn't do the full line. He waits till the end to do that. But he goes, uh, he goes, you're starting to make me angry. He goes, oh, well, big deal. You know, I'm Mr. Big Shot, Mr. Big Jock, everything, uh, Mr. Big Money. And he starts turning into Hulk and he just fucking flicks <laughs> Talbot across everything and so when Talbot shows up after they first capture the the Hulk uh, he's got the crutch and the neck brace and he's one leg is in trauma thing and his arms broken and he's still trying to you know fuck with the Hulk he's got him in this stasis chamber and he's gonna try to get the Hulk to start to Hulk out he's in this uh Isolation chamber, and he's got this big drill that's gonna drill from his uh, spinal column to get this Hulk juice out of him to to weaponize. He's and gonna
1: juice the Hulk.
2: He he's gonna dejuice him. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: right. You gonna stick him on a grapefruit thing too bad he can't even get through with the drill even though the Hulk isn't all the way hulked out and Hulk breaks out and (laughs) for some reason this guy that's all busted up he's he's, he might as well be walking around in an iron lung he's still going after him and they get him with this foam so the Hulk is now in this foam and he can't get loose of this foam so Talbot like a genius says okay we got you now And he's going to go up to his eyeball with this Drill that's going to mm-hmm. drill out his hulkness into this uh, vial, and before he could get the drill going into his eyeball uh, socket, just like you would give someone a, a lobotomy back when they first started doing lobotomies, Hulk just of course breaks out of the the foam, and Talbot runs away. And this is not really a spoiler for anyone. Everybody knows that that the. You know, Talbot's not going to make it out of this movie, or at least he's going to get his comeuppance. Let's put it that way. So Talbot goes, Take this, you dumb, dirty ape. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't really. And he shoots a grenade like thing at him, and it just bounces off the Hulk. I remember this. And it goes back and it sticks in the wall in back of Talbot. And Talbot explodes and in wonderful Ang Lee fashion, he just like stops in a freeze frame and they draw an outline around, white outline around Talbot just flying through the air and it's beautiful. And you see, this is good writing. A villain, the heavy, the evil in a hero story is the person that never gets killed or defeated by the hero. It's always the hero that would get killed, or the hero that loses something, or the hero that pays the biggest price in a good hero story. Hmm. And it's always the villain that ends up killing themselves accidentally, or leading to right. their demise, or leading to their downfall. Like, like when, the
1: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, where Shredder kills himself by destroying that dock.
2: Is that what happens? That's exactly what happened. But he but comes sure back to life, I'm sure. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's okay. Whatever. That's the American <laughs> way. That's the American way. Right. But that was the greatest thing about Godzilla versus Biollante. Or Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Godzilla versus Space Godzilla, I think. Uh, because no one could kill fucking Godzilla. Godzilla had to go nuclear and blow up himself... And that's what was great about Godzilla. No one ever got to defeat him. He defeated himself. He's an anti-hero, you know, but he's still still that type of force. And that's what's great about this. The Hulk doesn't kill Talbot. Talbot kills Talbot. Interesting. So that happens, and then the Hulk goes escaping more, and he's he's way in a subterranean base. And by the way, Talbot is in in the base where General Ross is. But he's way in lower levels. And when Hulk starts getting out, Talbot being the scumbag That's military right. contractor, he says, no, lock down all the doors, lock down. And he's he's fucking over General Ross, you know, except mm-hmm. that then he gets fucked over. And the Hulk starts smashing through everything and, and coming up through the floors. And uh, he finally sees General Ross, but Ross is in the control booth. And the Hulk just throws this... Oh, the physics of this movie are so great, <laughs> so believable, and Ross brilliantly says to this one person that still has a like a control panel. He says, "Turn off all the lights and, and light up the, the tunnel." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" He says, "Let's get him out of here and get him up to the surface." So that's brilliant, you know. Turn off everything. The Hulk sees a light; he's going to go towards the light. Mm-hmm. As the Hulk is walking towards light, this. Fire just blows up to the left of them, and the Hulk like looks at it. Why did that have to happen? It was such, so well thought out. Even when Hulk is, uh, fights the helicopters, which is one of the best parts of them, uh, the Hulk fighting tanks is great. The Hulk fighting helicopters, even better. Amazing. And then the Hulk fighting the F 15s or whatever they were, F 45, I, I can't remember what they were. But, um, That's good, too, but I think the helicopters is my favorite part, and I forget what I was going to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Hulk gets out there, and they want to fight him above, and I think the first thing that comes after him is tanks, and he takes the tanks, and he just smashes the crap out of them and this is where you see like the turrets coming off the tanks and being thrown like the hammer throw and then one part's really funny because he picks up the the turret and he like shakes the soldiers out of the fucking you know tank tank. yeah (laughs) and um and then he you know he bashes this other tank with the turret of that tank Here's the comic book comes in. So he's got all that realism going on. The Hulk's not trying to kill people. He threw the turret after the people were out of there. Right. When he fights the helicopters, he doesn't just go and smash the helicopters like he would in today's types of movies. He -hmm. would just go and, you know, jump on a helicopter and just, like, bash the people's face in through the windows or, you know, Terminator to them. Um,
0: Well,
1: that was the big thing about the Avengers movie, right, was the big laugh. Was when Hulk grabbed Loki by his leg and then smashed him like a rag doll back and forth on the ground. <laughs> yes,
2: that was a big, big thing in punching Thor in the face and stuff like yeah. that. But, yeah. but he's a good Hulk there. This is the first Hulk where he's supposed to be the enemy. Okay, yep. But here he is showing his humanity just like Banner did when he protected that kid he's misunderstood. He's the Hulk and he's nuts and he's crazy and he's and Banner's lost in there, but he still has the right. He still has this deep down he's got um, morality. Yes. Right. That is veiled in this giant crushing machine. So here's comes the comic, the last tank left. The guy's like sticking his head out of a tank and the Hulk takes the barrel of the the turret and he bends it in a U so mm-hmm. that the barrel is facing right in the guy's face. <laughs> now, he's not going to shoot it because, you know, the tank bullet wouldn't come out of there. But it's just right. so funny that he, that you know, how you normally, a superhero bends a gun in half or whatever. But he yeah, just takes sure. that whole turret and he just faces at the guy, and the guy's face is just so funny. When he sees yeah, that thing. Very comic. Uh, it's inspired. It's, it's so wonderful. And then uh, he jumps to the Golden Gate Bridge, and now they're fighting him on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Now they have the F-15s coming at him and the helicopter. Oh, no, first he fights the helicopters. And there, again, the helicopters are fucking around, but they shoot a missile at him, and that was the part I remember, because he catches the missile, and mm-hmm. it's still firing out the back. And he bites the explosive part off, and he spits it at the tail of the helicopter. And then the helicopter just goes down it doesn't blow up or anything you don't see that it's like a G.I. Joe cartoon you know every sure. <laughs> bullet's flying everywhere no one gets hurt and then the other helicopters he really doesn't do too much to he gets shot by them he gets uh, uh, dinged on his shoulder and that heals up really quickly he's surprised by that but then all the other bullets are going into his arms and it's it's so it's so great and he's so stubby even though he's 15 feet tall so he jumps away from that. Somehow he gets out of that. And now, now he's on the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. And they got the helicopters and they got these F... I'm going to say they're F-15s. And I think there's two of them. And the F-15s are, are way... They shouldn't be there. And they're in commercial space. You know, they're in civilian space and right. the one F15 goes uh, out of control because they almost hit a uh, like a helicopter from a civilian helicopter and it's coming down and the guy's out of control. He's going to hit the Golden Gate Bridge and Hulk jumps down on top of the F15 in the back to force the F15 under the bridge and out the other side to safety. So, what does he get to repay him? General Ross says Take him up into space so that he's dead, so he <laughs> dies. <laughs> so they go up to space and Hulk starts getting frost on him and everything. He still won't let loose and and like the pilot's going like oh, I'm gonna pass out. And you see space and it's it's pretty cool. And then the Hulk falls off and he's gonna fall to his death. And I don't know if that's a nod to the death of the Incredible Hulk, which I mm. talked about that it happened before in a TV show. But he falls in the water and guess what? You know he's okay and they're still shooting. Shit at him in the while he's in the river. What is that? The Mississippi that goes under a Golden Gate or the Delaware? <laughs> one of those. Uh, so he's yeah, in there. One of those. <laughs> and they're shooting him, and he gets. Loose I think it's and the and Nile. Is it the Nile? Yeah. yeah, one of them. Euphrates, the mighty Mississippi. He's in San Francisco City, and now he's surrounded by SWAT. And the Army and the Navy and the Special Forces and the Keystone Cops are there. Abbott and Costello are part of the Keystone Cops. Everybody's there. And they got all their guns. And it's like the Parton Blues Brothers. And everybody's there. But he's going to do something to bash the helicopter out of the air. Like throw a rock at her or something. And he sees Betty is in that helicopter. Right. General Ross finally lets Betty come out to try to do something. By the way, they were forbidden to see each other once he they found out he was hulking around, even though he saved, saved Betty from the, the mutant dogs. Very you understandable. you want
1: your, your daughter bringing Hulk to prom? I don't think
2: so. No, because he's 15 foot tall, so you got to do the math on that one. Sure. Yeah.
1: What size shoe is he rocking?
2: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's ugly thumb, normal thumb, and big thumb. So there she is and he's there and she gets out and runs down all the everybody's not firing they're just ready to fire off rooftops and repelling down the sides of the buildings Madame Trousseau's wax museum you know all that shit and um, beauty calms the savage beast and he right. shrinks down the banner his pants are okay uh, they don't fall down this time they did previously when he fought the dogs and they hug And Betty knows what's going to happen to him. You know, he's going to be taken into custody. And she cries and cries and cries. And a great line, Banner says something like this. I didn't think you'd... Oh, he goes, you found me. And she goes, well, you're not hard to find. Right. And he goes, yes, I am.
1: He was lost inside the monster. Yes, exactly. She was the bridge back to humanity for him.
2: Right. So roll credits. You know what's right. going to happen. He's going to be taken into custody and we're going to get Hulk 2. And if Ang Lee could have done the fucking abomination, we really really would have had the abomination instead of uh, Killer Croc or whatever, Killer mm. Croc of shit or whatever. <laughs> um, or even still, take him into custody, take him down into the, the lower things and... say you're going to try to cure him I mean Banner was always trying to cure himself why not have the military try to help him to cure him or even have him in prison or anything in roll credits but instead they bring in this fourth fucking act and it's when they bring Nick Nolte in to this hangar, Banner's in chains to this chair (laughs) and they bring Nick Nolte in there who's in chains just sits down, and he starts yelling at Bruce, give me my power, I gave you power, give it back to me. Body, but body, boo-boo, Dr. Bronner's Castile soap label. <laughs> uh, why did they, they're watching this, why is he in just a, like a, a an air, airplane hangar? Now, I guess there was this, these two big things on either side of them and they were going to electrocute them to kill them? I don't know. But it didn't, Come off that way. They don't say anything. And then all of a sudden, Nick Nolte flips out and he grabs this giant cable that is about the size of a person's leg and he goes, I'm going to take it. And he starts biting it in this electric cable. And then General Ross says, Hit him with it. Hit him with it. And he starts getting electrocuted. And I thought, okay, so maybe we're not going to have the Absorb Me Man, but we're going to have Blip. Cool, we're going to okay. have Blip or Zax. I think he returned as. Um, Kirby made these great monsters. It was in, uh, he made these great monsters before this giant-sized Hulk where Hulk fights all these old Kirby mon... Burt, by the way. Like, he fought Diablo, he fought uh, Blip, who was this electronic thing. He fought Taboo, you know, he right. fight a pile of mud. And he fought this tree named
1: Groot. Well, I've never heard of that one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Let's fucking ruin that thing, too. Oh, my God, the Pokemon tree. Pokey, Pokey, Groot, Groot. Yeah. So I thought, oh, cool, he's going to turn into Zax or he's going to turn into Blip. And he does, and he just turns into this energy and he becomes this giant energy thing. And then that's when he starts flying through the clouds with the Hulk with him. And it's really cool effect, but he takes Hulk to this outside place and I had forgotten I think I fell asleep when he started fighting a cloud but he actually does do some like absorbing man stuff because then he turns into a pile of rocks that come to life and he's trying to kill the Hulk as a rock and then he gets thrown into the water and he turns into some water
1: and- Do you think the film suffers from what a lot of the films around this era suffered from where it was like alright we're gonna do a comic book movie but it can't be too comic book-y this was still the the time where the X Men had to wear leather jumpsuits instead of their <laughs> costumes, where now it's okay for the superheroes to wear the costumes that you would see them in the comic book. Do you think that that's what hindered this film a little bit? Uh, I too, don't. Too many I th- studio memos, or it was just. I think that they were trying
2: to do an homage to the original TV show, yeah. and the comic, and then something new in Angley's vision.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I'm not sure who might have pitched these absorbing man features, mm. powers to them, but I'm sure they didn't mention the absorbing man. You know, I'm sure they didn't say this is from the absorbing man. Cause he would have put Crusher Creel in there or he would not have made Nick Nolte do this type of shit. And then like uh, they turn into an iceberg. I don't know what happens. And general Talbot says, throw it. A Plane flies and lets a nuclear bomb fly at him, a nuclear missile, and they blow all to hell. But it's like this green mushroom cloud. So did they shoot a gamma bomb at them? Because that's what he was trying to absorb. He was trying to absorb the Hulk's gamma radiation, you know. And the Hulk would thrive off of gamma radiation. But anyway, it killed him. Or does it? Who the fuck cares? It shouldn't have had this fourth act in it. (laughs) (laughs) They should have stopped. They should have stopped. I'm glad that they had the Rick Jones type of thing in there. They never carried on. Rick. Rick Jones, man, if they made a Rick Jones movie, that would be so cool. Because Rick Jones was just this teenager who was like the friend of the Hulk after Hulk saved him during this giant gamma bomb Thing that actually looked like when they tested the the. Uh uh, ground Zero stuff uh, uh, The Philadelphia Experiment No, not mm-hmm. Philadelphia um, And
1: that was time travel Yeah,
2: that was bullshit <laughs> The
1: Manhattan Project
2: Yes, the Manhattan Project So Hulk says and throws him into a bunker uh, that Bruce Banner gets zapped by it that way And then, then his only friend becomes Rick Jones Who helps the Hulk not be such a dick And back then the Hulk was so strong Like he could smash a desk, you know <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> like sort the of like thing Superman could, could just jump real high.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then Rick Jones went on to become Bucky to cap... Oh, in fact, at one point, Rick Jones was controlling the Hulk, like through mind control. He could tell the Hulk, you know, <laughs> walk over there, walk over here. And he would, like, fly around on the Hulk. And I remember the one time, like, he's on the Hulk's back. Are you sure
1: and- you're not confusing this with Gigantor? <laughs> no.
2: No, he's okay. actually... Fl- the Hulk is actually flying, and, and they, they say that... He just jumps really high, but he's so powerful that he could bend his arms in a certain way to, like, act like he's flying, like he can sure. actually control the uh, the trajectory of himself, where he's almost at the ground. And he's still, like, flying up and stuff. And then Rick Jones went on to become Captain America's sidekick as the new Bucky. And then Rick Jones went on to, well, and he's he's just a musician. He's just a guitarist that travels around the world. Then he made the teenage, uh, oh, even before then he he made the teenage, teenage teen brigade, the teenager brigade, and that, that's who's responsible for bringing the Avengers together in the first place, because the Teen Brigade was trying to get the Fantastic Four together and they couldn't, so they got like ant-man and or giant man and the hulk was in a circus as a clown and no one could tell he was the hulk because he had clown makeup on but yet (laughs) yet he was like juggling elephants you know (laughs) and uh, some clown (laughs) he got iron man and uh uh, i can't remember the other member of uh, maybe thor was around there yeah i think i think he might have been in the first avengers captain america come on later and then he would become Bucky. And then he went on to become, actually he became Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, the blonde muscle-bound, blonde bombshell, who would later die of cancer. Talk about a great, great oh story. And he stayed dead from cancer. And then Ms. Marvel came along, who was now the new Captain Marvel. And then there was even a different Captain Marvel because Ms. Marvel had her powers drained by Rogue. So see, there's this entire, if this was done by, in a Marvel movie, they would have squished all of that into one movie and made it all shit, all wrong, and tried to squeeze that entire timeline of like thirty years into you know two hours.
1: And the villain would have <coughs> been a faceless robot
2: <laughs> that turns into a cloud. Yeah. So he actually became Marvel, and then at, at one point, he when he was Captain Marvel, he was actually like a Firestorm. I don't know if you know Firestorm, but Firestorm is like oh, remember, this yeah. teenager, but he has like yep. the the Doctors in his head floating around as a spirit. Well, sure. Rick Jones would go into the negative zone and be in constant communication with uh, Captain Marvel. I'm sure he did a lot of other shit, but I only know that he did this because he was part of like the Hulk Busters, not the Hulk Busters, but some type of Hulk Brigade where he actually became one of the Hulks. I don't think he was the Red Hulk. I don't know what color he was. But actually, I think he did become the Hulk even when I was still reading the comics. He became like a secondary Hulk. Anyway, that would be really cool, but that's not going to happen. But um, So, yes, uh, the things that I don't forgive are still the fact that he fights dogs and the fact that they Clash. added this fourth act of a fight. <laughs> and after he turns into a giant, uh, I, a, a giant ice cube, he turns into a, a big droplet of water which I guess is supposed to look like a floating jellyfish. I'm not sure. And then that's when they blow him up with the the nuke. And then I'll leave the end to you. But I forgive the part where he's gigantic now, only because of trying to be the extra part that Ang Lee brought to this. I think I would watch it again, as a matter of fact, which is
1: shocking for me to say. I'd be interested to look back at it because... It gets a lot of flack, but I wonder if that's just because it's become this thing that everybody gave flack to, Yeah, that people have just propagated this without actually going back and viewing it again.
2: Just to see how well the CD was done and how they could have made this bright green thing not look out of place in these environments. I mean, it, right. it honestly doesn't. There's a couple of Hulk jumps in the desert that look a little wonky. But you know how nowadays you know, oh, this is a great video game that I'm watching, <laughs> these live-action movies. <laughs> yeah. um, it did not remind me of that at all, at all, right. whatsoever. So we used to joke that uh, we had a Patreon and I was going to do, we should do a Patreon for We Talk Games, but that never happened because I didn't like that because we have guests on a show and you're on a show and splitting money and doing all this other stuff. So I never did this, but now my wages got cut in half and so I had to do my own Patreon. I know that you started your own. The only way I will bring We Talk Games into it is I got a request for some episodes before we went to volume two which Uh are uh, i'm not crazy about some of the ones towards the end but the ones that had alex in them i loved because i loved alex yeah Um, so it would be cool to find them but they're like lost to the problems of itunes deleting all your shit Right. At that one point. But they might be on some like old CDs that have ep- old episodes of um, the Chikara podcast. I used to back those up to CDs before, you know, you could have any room on your hard drives to do that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you also have a patron. So tell us about your patron and give us your handle, man.
1: You can go to com or go to Patreon.com slash t and join the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club I'm taking my art apparel and moving it onto a monthly platform where you subscribe to this club, and there's an assortment of things you can get, including a t-shirt at the end of a year. Each year, I'll be doing a different t-shirt design, and the Hot-Blooded Challenger Club will be all video game, retro game-inspired artwork. So if you're not familiar with my artwork, you can go to Instagram and go to obeycube. that's O-B-E-Y-K-U-B-E. You'll see what I do and what my style is. Uh, if you're a listener of the show, you already know what I do. you probably mm. subscribed or, or chipped in to the Kickstarters I've done yearly. I'm getting off the Kickstarter model That's and cool. trying the Patreon thing out. So yeah, And I would implore everybody to also chip in a few bucks to my pal Wiggly. Wiggly, tell me about your Patreon. Well, it's sort of
0: like
2: this. Uh, Wiggly tries to sit on a beanbag chair and hilarity ensues. <laughs> I make like one video a day or sometimes two videos a day and then I skip a day or two. And they're basically just honestly looking at my garden, talking about shit that's going on in my life. I did put up the Magic Milkshake Machine video of Wiggly Time Traveler. Okay. And I found the 30 or 40 minute raw footage of the entire shoot. So it's oh. all that, and you get to see why none of my funny shit can ever be shown if I have other people trying to film things with me because my best takes of, of time traveling were destroyed because the people couldn't keep their shit together.
0: Mm. And
2: the same mm. thing happened with footy. Some of my takes were just ruined because the camera person just could not handle the, my acting that was oh, going
1: those videos on. Up there. Uh Footy w- No. Yeah, Footy and the old Trapdoor videos. Yeah, you got uh, go
2: It's it's gonna happen Shake down Mystic T for that VHS. Some some things will happen. I did put up something something with Trapdoor. And I have requests to put up all my music. I have requests to put up all my other different things and, and all these requests will come to fruition. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And do little fun things, uh, um, almost every day because it's easy for me to do because it's just me doing the things I'd be doing. Right. That's about it for that. So this was our first We Talk Cinema or whatever it's called. And uh, new We Talk games are coming uh, hopefully soon. Yeah, I'm soon. looking forward to it. Me too. I hope th- that you will love them and enjoy them, and I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I don't think it's out of place with our We Talk games. And I thank you for joining in with this uh, special thing in a special time, Kyle, because I know that you're like under it with a, a lot of uh, things, uh, stores and running businesses and busy, busy people. This. We are, we are nuts. And uh, Arcade One Up is
1: coming out with the Star Wars. I saw that. With the, we'll with have the get back control on the and handle. talk about all the good things they're doing. And I can talk about how I went to Rehoboth Beach and played a bunch of newer pinball machines, including Munsters, Batman, the new Black Knight table. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Yeah. So but Dude, let's say that for we, a we talk Games. We
2: got to get China on the line and talk about that Thunderbirds table no, because yes. because I wouldn't really have cared about the biggest pinball manufacturer in China, American pinball manufacturer in China, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. The fact that it was the fucking Thunderbirds, man. I was
1: like, the Thunderbirds, you got me. Watching that, that reminded me of Fester's Quest, where it was such an out-of-place franchise. Like, yeah. The, the television show was off the air. The movies were not coming out. But hey, I want the rights to Uncle Fester going on a quest in a video game. And hopefully Thunderbirds is great, because Fester's Quest is pretty damn good. It's it's got its problems, and I'm sure the Thunderbirds table does as well. But I like the fact that it exists. Yeah, uh, Thunderbirds pinball table. I think it's a funny franchise for a table. So yeah, but you got, you got you you would have all those countdowns. You'd have Dude, everybody. if it was me, I'd have fucking marionettes in the back last. Oh just my like god, hobbling be- around, oh. you know, just oh. like the Popeye in the glass we love so much. Marionation. Yeah, Marionation, baby.
2: Do everybody do supercar? Yes. Do uh, Captain Scarlet? Oh, do,
1: that one I
2: don't know. Do all that shit?
1: Oh, Captain Scarlet was
2: just, was really just Thunderbirds.
1: What, what yeah. was the one that was just fireball book art where they would put the the actor's lips over the, oh, the like, yeah. flat pictures? Oh Those yeah, so bad too. Can't Horrifying. remember. Can't. Remember. I know all of these things. All of these horrible sixties children's television shows because we uh, my family got sci-fi channel like early mm-hmm. and their saturday morning cartoons were all these things like you, you got gigantor you got tobor you got supercar thunderbirds all real shit well actually that the anime i, love, really it. Good. I yeah. love it i love okay baby that's
2: it i hope that you like me bye-bye. Bye, bye-bye
0: GG. 주저하면 기회는 모두 너를 비켜가 가슴 펴고 나와 바로 좀 P-R-X. Bring the boys out The boys out. Slightly out of touch, but I'm killed. can't the man. You feel the hit, just say yeah, I'm you okay Bring the boys out We poor good and had you got so good and what you thought You know the girls but bring the boys out 흔들리.